Welcome to Sister Stories, curious investigation of the lives of amazing women of the world. I'm your host, Betsy Weersma. Welcome to Sister Stories, and we love going around the world to just be curious about the lives of amazing women. Today we are in Indianapolis, Indiana, and it is my pleasure to interview one of my favorite people on earth. Uh, Darlene, please introduce yourself to the sisterhood. Thank you, Betsy. Uh, my name is Darlene Sherman. Uh, welcome to Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. I'm happy to be with you today and look forward to our conversation. Well, we are so happy to have you because you have such a good story for everyone of, of public service, being a public servant, and also your years in really innovation inside state government, which I was lucky enough to be with you and see you do. Um, you're our mom, you were a great sister, you have so many great juicy parts to your story. But tell everybody a little bit about your story, like um, growing up, what was it about kind of having a career as a public servant, really getting involved in so many levels of state government, what was it that led you to this path? Sure, well, um, I didn't really discover my passion for public service until I was in college. I was a political science student at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, and in a, in a entry-level government, American government class, I was inspired by my professor. Dr. Paul Hamori, he uh, was an immigrant to the United States. He actually escaped from communist Hungary. Um, and the way that he taught American government and his love of the freedom and democracy uh, that we enjoy here in America was inspiring to me. And after that class, I immediately went and I changed my major uh, to political science. And I decided I wanted to work in government and I wanted to serve the public. And um, I, I pursued that. I wasn't successful right away. Uh, I was also inspired uh, by one of our local um, representatives here uh, at the time. It was Mayor, Mayor uh, Dick Luger, who went on to serve uh, Indiana in the United States uh, Senate. He was also a, a very early role model and inspiration to me to pursue um, a life in government, a career in government, in public service. Well, you know, I'm curious because you're a woman who has also been in so many executive roles and so many higher roles in government. So how as a woman, you saw these role models that were men that were doing great things for government. But what about your path as a woman? Did you find other women along the way? Or I really feel like you've been a trailblazer a lot, you know, in getting out there and opening this frontier up for women. Well, sure. Back when I started, um, you know, we're talking about 1978 and 1979, and there were not a lot of, of women role models. Um, and, but I, that didn't that didn't stop me. I wanted to get into government, and I learned the only way I could get in uh, at that time was through an internship um, with the Indiana State Senate. And I, again, I was a Ball State student, graduate student at the time. And um, I was selected, a group of 13 students, to, to serve in the Indiana Senate as students. They were the lowest level, entry level uh, employees uh, there on the staff. And I was able to learn from many who served in the legislature at the time. Um, I had some great role models at that time as well. Uh, John Mutz, who was a state senator, a leader in the state senate, and Dan Mannion, who is now 
uh, a Ronald Reagan appointed member of the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. So they were our, my early mentors inside government. There were no women that were serving at that time. Now, I went on to, uh, we, we, we were able to elect some women over the time that I was there, and they served as the early inspiration for many of us uh, who continued our service in government at the time. But well, it's, it's cool that you got in the inside, and I know that you worked for some really powerful people, or I like to say power-filled people, because mm -hmm. I really have seen those people in Indiana kind of share that power and bring people up. So we're so lucky to have you. So I met you along the path as I was an intern for state government after graduation from Purdue University here in Indiana, and I was assigned to you in the <laughs> Department of Highways. <laughs> what a lucky me! <laughs> And lucky was, me and lucky Department of Highways. Oh gosh, that was wonderful. And I remember um, plowable raised pavement markers were something <laughs> I learned about in the Department of Highways. But what would you say as people are listening and curious, so one was internship and you had some, some good experience in college, but are there other ways? I mean, how do people find out all the interesting careers in government? Because really it's fascinating all the different paths you know, that you can serve your state, your country, your local government. Definitely. Well, something that was not available to me, but that you and I both became involved in a few years later was uh, the creation of a, of a program that would encourage women to get involved in public service in an appointed position or an elected position. A lot of times women are, don't want to serve in an elective role. Uh, campaigning for, for office is not something that normally attracts, naturally attracts women. Um, they 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 want to serve, but in, in different capacities in their life. They're juggling many things, family, career, and so on. And so, um, but we created this program. We were part of this program in the very first class, the Luger Series uh, Excellence in Public Service Series that recruited women, 15 to 20 every year, that came and received leadership training to talk, teach us how to um, go about serving in government in an appointed or an elected position, helping other women run for office uh, in, in, a, in a campaign role. Uh, and, and from that point on, I think the possibilities were endless for us to learn how to serve. Um, and I also worked not only in state government, but at the local level. And there are many, many boards and commissions uh, in every state of the Union and, uh, and in other countries where you can just volunteer to serve in a, on a local board. The local school board is incredibly important uh, and not enough good people are willing to step up and serve. Uh, on the local zoning board, those, those are the kinds of decisions that affect the quality of life in a neighborhood, for example. Uh, you don't have to actually run for office uh, to serve um, or, or work full-time uh, in, in a government position. So uh, the possibilities are endless and I would encourage all women to look at it. I am now serving in an elected role. Um, it's something that I never sought early on in my career, uh, but the opportunity presented itself and I decided I could add value. I could represent my neighbors uh, in the Indiana General Assembly in a meaningful way. And, and it was a time in my life from a family standpoint um, where I could uh, serve in that role, and, and things came together and allowed me to do that. Well, I think it's a lucky day for Indiana that you were able to take this job and, uh, and be able to represent the state and the citizens in the state and also uh, to 
create the opportunity to get elected then you're going to have to run a campaign i know in all the years you've been the wind behind the wings of so many candidates and so much fundraising that now you're kind of out front in this whole new role of having to fundraise how does that feel after being you know in the back kind of the back of government and getting things done and now you're out front you know it, it is it's very different uh being behind the scenes and now all of a sudden I'm out front, uh, and it's my name that that uh, is s- sort of on the business card and it's on, on the T-shirts on the and on the T-shirts. It's on the Sherman T-shirts. Absolutely. Um, I was asked to stand up at a meeting. Any legislators in the room today, for example, I went to a community meeting uh, about uh, addressing the problem of infant mortality in Marion County in in Indianapolis here, and somebody just said, "Are there any legislators in the room?" And it took me a minute to to say, oh, I, I've got to stand up and raise my hand and introduce myself. So um, it's, it's different, but I think that um, I, somewhat seamless for me because I, I've been involved in state and local government for so, so long, um, and I enjoy serving, and, I, and that's, that's the kind of role I've accepted, that, um, and, it's, and it's making it a little bit easier for me to, to step into that role. I've well, learned how. I've watched others terrific uh, office holders uh, that have served of, as mentors and inspirations to me. So I'm able to, it's, it's a little bit more comfortable for me to, to then now serve in that role. Well, it's really fun for me, who have known you all these years, to see you be recognized as the leader that you have always been and, uh, and to be a part of Team Sherman. As you move ahead, I, of course, I put on your donation check, Sherman, for president, but that would be another <laughs> whole podcast. But we will follow you, Darlene. Uh, so we always ask women as we talk about your story, when was it challenging and what did you learn? Because people see, in, you know, now you're an elected official, you have a incredible reputation around town and people always kind of make up the story called oh it's so easy right it's so yeah. easy and you know I got to call you out as a wonderful mom and an incredible life partner for your husband David who went through that terrible cancer battle and won mm-hmm. and there you were you know 24 7 by his side so um, tell some people listening some some tips you would give them from from things that have happened along your path sure well whatever role you take from the time that you enter your first job, um, you you have to truly develop these relationships along the way, and and listen. I I, I love the scripture from Proverbs that you know, quick to listen, slow to uh, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And um, listen and learn, but also develop these relationships. Seek out those um, just you know a few steps positions ahead of you and ask questions and observe and learn um, and don't burn bridges. It's very easy to, to, to become very angry about things uh, in any job that you take, but um, step back, take a deep breath, learn from uh, those, those occasions and keep those relationships and build on them in every position, in every role that you take, because that's when down the road, many years from now, when you want to seek an office or the opportunity presents itself to serve, you will need to call upon those relationships to be successful, which is what I've learned uh, very late in life. And the, th- and the thing, and the, and, the la- and the last thing I would say is it's never too late to serve. Um, I am 64 years old. I have spent, uh, I was semi-retired, um, but I, f- I felt in my heart that I had more to offer. And 
and that I needed a little bit of a purpose in my neighborhood. My neighbors needed needed help and needed representation of someone who had been on the inside that knew how to get things done. And um, I was prepared to step up and it's never too late. Well, it's so wonderful to see you serving and to see your son Jesse thriving and David healthy and everything mm -hmm. working, uh, especially as this campaign year comes upon us. So thank you for that so much. And what are you excited about now? So, you know, I know you're supposed to say uh, the campaign, but outside of only politics and, and running for reelection, you know, it just seems like you have so much to give to the world. Well, thank you. Um, you know, politics, you know, has a negative connotation. And I've always looked at politics as a very necessary process to elect good candidates and implement good public policy. And so you need to understand that process to be successful at the, at the end goal, which is good government. And so I'm excited to start, the, our legislative session begins in January, and we have the opportunity to tackle some, some big issues that we're dealing with here in Indiana. Uh, one is, uh, involves uh, healthcare, um, hospital affordability, uh, transparency, cost transparency within the healthcare system. Um, and I happen to, I will be serving on the Public Health Committee and I will be at the forefront of, of discussing, debating those issues and uh, developing some solutions that will truly help Hoosiers. I'm very excited about that. The campaign, um, again, gives me the opportunity to go out and meet my constituents and, and introduce myself and tell them what I'm doing, ask them what they think I should be doing, and then uh, learning from that and then asking for them uh, to support me. And that, that's what this process is about. Well, I, you know, it makes me want to live in Indiana, but I know my checks are still good all the way from Colorado, but it's just, again, thank you so much for sharing your story today. We like to end with you saying what we call the global statement to women of the world. And this is just something that's on your heart that if you could kind of um, pick one thing to say into the hearts and minds of other women and people listening to you today, what would be Darlene Sherman's global statement for women? Well, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, and that is it's never too late to serve. Uh, your fellow neighbors, your, your fellow citizens, um, and, and find purpose in your life in some way. And, and you, will, you, will, uh, you will enjoy that aspect of your life uh, no matter how old you are, no matter your age, no matter where, what stage or season you are in life. Well, we can tell by your passion that you are on purpose for the state of Indiana. I know you're on purpose for your family for me as one of your dear friends. And uh, we are just so lucky to have this story, Darlene. I've wanted to do this since the beginning. So we are going to continue to follow your path you. as you uh, head to just really making a difference. And that's what this is all about. So thank you so much for taking time to enjoy these amazing stories and ideas for your life and business here on the Sister Story entire platform and please share these stories with your friends as we all help each other live our best lives and make a difference in this world. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you for listening to Sister Stories, part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. We are women who amplify our voices and are committed to inspiring people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more, globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.